0: Show. Hi, this is Anya Marina, and you're listening to my synchronistic soul brother, Andres Jones, on Radio 8 Ball. Welcome to the Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake.
1: We're here in your ear. Tempting faith wherever you are questions put to song
0: randomly with the help of a friend synchronicity and now it's time for the What's going on out in the world right now? Who knows? Well, the uh, I was telling Aaron the, the the government leaky Facebook page I'm on, the guy that's talking to leakers says something enormous is going to drop in the next couple of days, Andras. Yeah. It's something that's going to be like that that people are going to be that's going to be on the <clears> level <throat> of like, where were you when Kennedy died or the Trade Center was hit in the next two days. <laughs>
2: So, um, I can't imagine anything surprise being. I know. I mean, right? you know, Donald. Yeah, what could it be? What could it be? Ronald? Donald Trump ate <clears throat> Kristen Gillibrand.
3: You know, Russia owns the United States. I think that. I think Something. it might be
0: closer to that.
3: They bought us through Trump uh, Towers organization.
2: Well, actually, while we're waiting, there will be a point when we get to, after one more spin, we're going to switch to the cards. Okay. Because we'll be running out of of wheel spots. So uh, when that happens, I'll ask, can you just play me like a chug on like... Pick a card, any card. Sure. Pick a card, any
0: card. And I'll have you pick the card for whoever it is. We can do that, Andras
2: I know you can And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball The show where we answer questions by picking songs at random And interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions Like picking musical tarot cards We're here in the Starburns Industries studios With Great Willow Hi,
3: Andras. Hi, Andras.
2: They are providing the oracle fodder to our musical divinations and inviting friends and collaborators from their creative life. And sometimes their friends and collaborators are my friends and collaborators. And that is the case right now. We're welcoming back to the realm of the pop oracle. If you are a fan of pop music from the 1990s to now, you should know this man, Willie Wisely. Welcome back to Radio Eight Ball, Willie.
4: (laughs) Thank you, honors. Thank you for the love. Happy to be here.
2: And I'll just full disclosure: Willie and I have written many songs together, and have known each other for many years. He actually has been a collaborator in the development of Radio Eight Ball at different times, and he's a great friend. And so now, how Willie? How do you how do you know Great Willow? Oh, Willie and Willow. I never even put that together.
1: Ooh, i
4: like that oh i know mr james combs from uh, i'm having a trouble placing it i know we played a show together 10 years ago at uh, that mexican restaurant but it was it goes back before then too and i've always just been a big admirer of james's writing and great willow is just terrific oh my god i love i love what you guys are doing
0: thank you buddy <laughs>
3: thanks
0: what would
2: the mexican were you talking about el sid yeah thank you we drawing a blank yeah I would love. That sounds like a great show. That sounds, Do you remember that? Do you have a? Do you, have, do you remember that show, James?
0: Yeah, I do. I, I, and uh, you know, likewise, I've always uh, I've been a huge admirer of Willie's for a long time. He's a he's a man who has like a, kind of an endless capacity to like sort of create like new projects and bands and like and songs. Like he's just an incredibly like dynamic human being. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait! That,
4: that, turn off the recording. I have to weep for a while. Thank you.
2: Well, uh, so what was? When did you first? When do you first become aware of Willie as? A I musician? saw Willie.
0: I knew Willie because uh, he was playing guitar with Tracy Spuler, uh, who was a, a oh, mutual yeah. friend of ours, and and uh, and I was like. Who's the dude in the cool clothes with the great guitar? Line? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was my first kind of like inkling of Willie. And what was Tracy
2: sort of, Spuler's big her song? What was the f- song on that first record? Do I remember that, she where had? Where
0: did the... she? Where? Where? Where did we go? Oh, I right. loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a really good artist too, but. uh you know, and then Willie uh, has a connection to the Minneapolis scene. My band used to play in Minneapolis a lot too, so I, I, uh, I wasn't aware of him then, but I kind of retroactively became aware of what he was, what he had done there, what he had done, the things he'd done. What I remember he, what he did to Minneapolis.
2: I, uh, I, my first, inter- my first awareness of Willie Long before I got to know him as a friend was the the record She. And then followed up by Turbo Sherbet, the two, uh, two collaborations with John Fields. That when I heard them, it was just it was one of those things for me. Like when I first heard Jellyfish, or like oh my God, this is this is what I want. I want how can, I want more of this. It was so such tasty pop stuff. And for you know for like a year, it was just on regular play in my band's vehicle
0: yeah, I think we I think we also have to mention that Willie is like a man who knows how to wear like a rock t-shirt and a cool <laughs> who's just like really like you're you know, obsessed some with the of us, fashion side of it. Well, he does look. He's a very I was good looking. Say, man. like, you know, we never talked we never mentioned that <laughs> about each other. but you know, Willie's like a man who like naturally fits into rock and roll gear, like, really well (laughs) he always (laughs) looks great he's got great hair he's got cool you know cool trousers you know he just looks really good every time uh you see him you know and sometimes i feel
4: like that's all i'm good
0: for but yeah (laughs) sartorially a a splendid man
2: no it is i mean it i mean there is something god why is someone trying to call me um (laughs) um Oh well, you know, I was gonna say, you know, I think the thing is that a lot of the sort of nerdy pop people that you and I are, that we're all friends with, are, you know, don't don't also look great. <laughs> We're 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 generally we're generally trollish people who spend our time in studio you know, hunched over 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 a, a a monitor because no one else will spend time with us. But uh, no, you're so we all look up to you on that. I guess I mean, but I guess that's probably. For you, I guess if it was me, I would feel like, wait a second, I am a really great musician and a great producer and a great songwriter, and all anyone wants to talk about is my pants?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Eyes up, I, I, dude.
2: Eyes up.
4: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, stop. Oh, we need to do something. I'm too... I'm okay, bright okay. Red. I am okay.
2: Bright red. okay, okay, okay. So, well, Willie, you've been you've been on the show before, so you know how this works. What is your What is your question for the Pop Oracle?
4: Well, my my question involves um, uh, growing older, and um, someone, to- and it involves uh, songwriting, and I hope that isn't too myopic. Uh, it's it's something I think about a lot, but and I hope it's something that's interesting to your listeners. But so, that said, um, someone told me yesterday that they would like to see me stop writing love songs and songs about love and songs about relationships and they'd like to see me write about anything else that they think it would be truer and I want I just I want to know if their opinion is wise if 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 that makes sense it was sort of it, it jarred it was jolting to me it seemed like a big criticism actually um, but perhaps there's some wisdom in there that I'm not fathoming.
2: Some people say they've had enough of silly love songs, <laughs> but I look around me and I say that isn't so. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, so, so the question is: so is the question, should you take their advice?
4: Yeah, I think that's succinct.
0: Okay. Well. Um, I don't want to be responsible for answering that. No, because no, <laughs> you know what the song might. That's a, you know. It's a, this is Willie. I think your songs are great, man. I, I think you know. I think you're don't, doing don't,
2: good. don't. It's okay. Like it's let's stay, let's stay in the question. All right. Stay, stay suffering in the question All for right. a moment. <laughs> All right. And so now, to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, Willie wisely, I'm going to spin the wheel of Eight.
1: Na 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 na. Love each.
2: Song number five, which is... Cry for
0: Joy.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, we got a puzzle.
0: <laughs> Do you remember
1: it? Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Skin on skin, fear Fear, on fear fear, Head pose, breath so near near, Cry cry for joy. joy
2: That was Cry for Joy from Great Willow. The answer to Willie Wisely's question about the person who gave him the, I guess, unsolicited advice that he should stop writing love songs and uh, should he take that advice. So, Willie, were you able to hear the song? Can you
4: just recite the lyrics to me? Yeah. In and, and, and an ideal listening situation. Do you mind
2: if I do? Do you mind if no, I do? No, go for it. I will give you the the dramatic reading.
4: I could hear the, 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 musical- the musicality of it was great. I just want to hear the lyrics. So read them down, please.
2: Dream state, kisses wild tide, warm waves rise, surge blood, hearts delight, cry for joy, cry for joy. If life is for learning, I must know something by now. If life is for taking, this would be the moment right now. If love
0: is for taking.
2: Oh, if love is for taking. Thank you for (laughs) taking. Here and now, here and now. Sweet laugh, pools of tears, skin on skin, fear on fear, hair pours, breath so near, cry for joy, cry for joy. If life is for learning, I must know something by now. If love is for making, the time for taking is now. Here and now, here and now.
0: That's actually it. That's the whole song. It's, oh, yeah, then, the, the last part's actually repeat, not there. You, you repeat that again. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that was the answer to Willie Wisely's question. And so uh, before we get into the interpretation, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the
0: background of that song, Great Willow? Um, yeah, that is sort of a... a... I would say that's a love song I wrote for my wife. (laughs) So, uh, you know... Other than that, I don't know. I don't know much, much more to, to say, but I think the song sort of speaks for itself. So it's a pure—that's a, that's a pure it's, love song. It's kind of a pure love song, yeah. Yeah. What did you think about that,
2: Aaron? as, as far as how that answered Willie's question?
3: You know, I it, it made me think back to 20 years ago when I came to Los Angeles and I had been singing piano bars. And a guy who had seen me sing several times came up to me after, you know, like right after I sang. So I was all, you know, energized and nervous from being on stage. And he just blurted out, you know, you really got to give up singing pop music. And I was crushed. Oh, <laughs> and wow. he goes, no, you're a country singer. And I, I, I was like, huh. <laughs> what? Oh, God. But it reminded me of that kind of advice that that person just gave to you. Because whilst you are probably just one of the best love songwriters out there, <laughs> you know, you um, perhaps it's a moment to explore other avenues which may lead you to a place that you would not normally expect yeah.
0: I, I, hmm. would, I would say I would say that the song <laughs> I would disagree with you and say the song is telling you is saying exactly the opposite thing you said should I stop writing love songs and the song that you got was like you know maybe my most kind of like nakedly kind of like love song you know it was like no, don't stop writing those. Yeah, don't stop writing those. <laughs> the last for sure. thing. The last <laughs> thing you should do is do that. If, like you know if that's like you know you're sort of like love is your thing, man. that's kind of like what you put out in the world, like you know the world is full of like sort of dark impulses, and especially now it's like you know i'm I'm kinda all all fulfilling the world with like. With warmth and love and expressiveness and, you know, I think—and I think it also, as you get older, the kind of the nature of it changes, you know, like your—you um, know, you still like—like, like, you know, you're kind of like after you're like married for a while, your feelings about it get it gets really deep kind of in a way that you never experience when you're young and you're with someone for you know a year or two and then you break up, you get mad at each other and break up like you know when you're you know you're married like it's really deep and multidimensional and there's a lot more there to it so i think uh i think that i think that there's a lot of material there that to be explored personally Digitalism. Yeah, it,
4: it it was a complete rebuke of of the advice I got, and that's what it, I think. <laughs>
1: in,
4: in my Good. experience with with being a fan of Radio Eight Ball, it's like the best episodes. They're all like gray area central, but this is just like <laughs> no. no. You will write songs that whatever. First of all, I felt that the song "Cry for Joy" was about moments and being absolutely like responsive to what is happening presently. And um, the song just seemed to me to be e- extremely present tense, you know, and I, it, it helps that it reminds me of the Everly brothers um, but, and, and, and buddy Holly, uh, it, it, it had a construct like, like they would have used and, and melody tricks that, that, that reminded me of that. And, and, and so I felt like it was speaking to exactly my favorite music and the roots of my music. And, and so it was coming from this place of authority to say, no, you will write songs that are, that are responsive to your moments, you know, and what delivers moments more than love and what, and what does a songwriter respond to more than what is happening now. And more often than not, that's love and marriage and, and, and all that comes with it. So I, boy, it seems like we have a, a quorum. <laughs> on
1: this. Well,
2: you know, I, I you know, I, I have to. I mean, first of all, I, I, I agree, certainly, and uh, and I'm, I'm curious. You know, I said it was unsolicited. Was it solicited or unsolicited advice? Because I know you're pretty. You're actually one of those people. I, as an artist, as a songwriter, and this is one of when we were working together. One of the things that I was really surprised and interested about you, which is very different than me, is that you are genuinely. Interested in other people's opinions about your music, like you are, you'll you are you'll be very, you'll send out your stuff and get people's takes on mixes and saw so, and songs. And so, was this in, did this happen in the context of you asking someone about your songwriting, or was it just someone like uh, in in Aaron's story, someone just coming up to you and sort of drive <laughs> by spewing a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, don't listen <laughs> to
4: those people. Drive man. by. Yeah, drive by <laughs> <laughs> ego crush um or, or dream crush um yeah no it was unsolicited uh absolutely um and so
2: was it someone who knows your music
4: uh no it was someone who had just learned about my music <laughs> over a cold um, uh it just had just learned about my music uh, proclaimed a, a great affinity for it actually and is a composer himself um and actually uh who i respect a great deal so it, it it had a, you know, like like with Aaron, it it really was you know a, a punch, you know, punch. and uh, maybe well, maybe a good punch, but a punch nonetheless.
2: You know, if that ever happens, you know, you just say, hey, you should hear the songs I wrote with Andras Jones. They are angry. There's no <laughs> love in them at all. <laughs> the joke, very dark song. Not there's no love in it. Drink up. Not a loving song. <laughs> I brought you. You just need to bring a hateful person into the studio with you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Stop it. I'll, I'll go to a coughing fit, a, a post-flu coughing fit
2: on the radio. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, well. Um... <laughs> Yeah, just write what you know. I think everyone should just write the stuff that they want to write. I If you can, if you have the gift of being able to write love songs, that is, that's an amazing gift. Uh, well,
4: he he did hit sort of a thread, and that was that. Uh, um, I have a song that that I'm waiting to harmonize it, uh, like give it a harmon harmonic structure. Um, I wrote a set of lyrics, um, that are only very they um. How can you, you know, obliquely about the Korean missile situation, and um, uh, you wouldn't know it's a song of war or anything. But I, I did find that, you know, interesting. Like, well, maybe I'm heading that direction anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no, there. It's such a, it's a, it's an odd thing that another. I always find it odd, like when people who aren't musicians just throw their opinions at you. That that is annoying, but I. Sort of cut them slack because they don't you know forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do, <laughs> but when another artist or songwriter does that, like as someone who's accomplished and has probably experienced that, you' just sort of like hmm, wow, how did you like how did you not learn that how like the compassion for how that feels, who hasn't had someone come up to them and give them just like you know, I, 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 can't, I mean the story. I could just go on. The stories are could go on forever. Like how many times you've been in. Like I, I, I have a friend who's in a band, and I remember someone coming up to him, at his show. He's playing solo, and he comes like he's like they were like, "You're so much better without your band," and this guy <laughs> right. just like laid into these fans like no my band are fucking great and you're idiots <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh so I mean it's it must be tough because like I said you actually do care about what people think about your music and so you kind of have to open yourself up to this.
4: Well I and getting back to the age component of this, it did make me think that like, wow, maybe you know I'm fifty three now and maybe people want something else out of me. You know, maybe Maybe I should grow up, would ya?
2: What's more grown up than writing love songs? I mean, that seems like the child the tri- like the the anger that's lashing out is more like a young that's more for the young people. Generally, I'd like to I wish I was better <laughs> at writing love songs, but
0: I'm- yeah i should I think you should just write whatever your honest impulse is, you know I mean what else can you write? How can you bend your like perspective you know how can you bend your point of view into somebody somebody else? I mean, I also think a lot of times when people say stuff like that, you know you spend a lot of time thinking about what you do. Like all of your time thinking about it. They come along and they just blurt something out that, like, you know, happened in their brain at that second. And often it's a very, like, unconsidered kind of thought. And I don't, and I think it should, that's the, like, level of weight that should be given to it, you know? Maybe they're irritated by that idea, or maybe they think it's unseemly for an adult to write, you know, love songs, but, like, who cares what they think you know it's like you know it's like you're you know you're doing what is is kind of I mean you're all about that you know why would you ch- make yourself about something else like you know you the ideas keep coming they keep being honest expressions like that's what it is I mean it's you know is it an honest expression seems to be the only real question you know if it's an honest expression then you know
4: well, well me Oh, maybe maybe the question is moot, because my next album is already recorded and mastered and
1: ready <laughs> to release. Go. So I, it,
4: it, I, in other words, I won't be changing course uh, from his point of view for a couple of years.
2: So. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think actually, as I look at it, it's all there in the title. Cry for Joy. Like these are both just natural human expressions and there's also that juxtaposition that i feel like is very much about the love song that an aching love song still satisfies you like even though you it's singing about this dissatisfaction it provides the relief to that dissatisfaction in the song and so rather than worrying about the opinions of thoughtless people it, i think that this the song and the answer is pointing us to the place of just appreciating what it is that makes a love song a great, you know, makes it it makes it great. Tears and joy and that merging of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait to hear the new record. That was a great that was a that was a pretty clever little uh, <laughs> slid that in there at the end of this. Where can, what, what, can you tell us? A little, I know you said it's mastered. Does it went do we have a release date?
4: Um, I, I don't. Um, I'm. A, I did a live uh, recording of a of a. Of a I, I, I tracked most of it live in my living room with a band, and we're editing together the video for that. And instead of touring, I'm just gonna, you know, play live in my living room and capture things like that. Um, being a being a dad and keeping a number of jobs, and uh, you know, touring isn't so possible. So, but I don't have a to answer your question. Um I don't have a release date yet, I'm sure this year,
2: and do we know what the name of the record is?
4: I think it's called face the sun
2: face the sun s u n
4: yes, got it oh well, well, maybe I should go that direction i'm I'm sitting in a car with my ten year old son right now
2: <laughs> you're facing the sun as we speak. <laughs> Well, oh, God. Uh, well, Willie, you know we got to have you on the show as a musical guest. You know, I've been talking with you about that for a while, and uh, it'd be great to have that uh, be a part of your record promotion when it's time. <laughs>
4: no, thank you very much. I just, I have to say, James and Aaron, uh, the great Willow, uh, is is it's such amazing music, and if if you can possibly, I, I think you, when I listen to you guys, I get all of the heart swell feeling i do listening to pretty much any jayhawks record except you guys like have an x chromosome and (laughs) but i just it's it's so rich with that passion and the way you guys write is just so tremendous james i know you i'm more familiar with your musical past but you've always had a way of doing the unlikely thing when it comes to a melody to coming in in the place where I wouldn't expect it. And even if it is born of, you know, the Everleys or, you know, whatever, or, or, you know, Graham Parsons or whatever the song of the uh, in that's in my ear, you know, right then is, is referencing. It always goes someplace different. And I just love what you guys are doing and the, the arrangements, the cellos are so thoughtful. The percussion is so, wonderfully uh arranged like it, it's not this constant thing it's more like stars that twinkle and come and go and i don't know just hats off to you guys you're making beautiful music <laughs>
0: thank, thank you so much willie thank oh, you that means a lot coming from everybody.
3: And don't stop writing love songs <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> thank you guys thanks for
2: listening to radio eight ball
1: And my cock melts Till the CD repeats itself Until then I can pretend pretty well can you down.